Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 468th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Florida. To go all around the world of sports for one hour, to discuss what happened last week, and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. well my highlight of the week is the NBA All-Star Game featuring a record-setting flurry of 16 three-pointers from Steph Curry, who ultimately ended up scoring 50 points and uh, collecting the MVP trophy. Uh, so Steph put on a show and then, uh, LeBron James closed it out by hitting the game winning shot at the buzzer in his hometown of Cleveland. So it was a good weekend all in all, uh, with, as it typically always is with the various, uh, activities but first, we got to start with, again, my highlight of the week, which is simply Steph Curry. I'm a huge fan, uh, have been since he uh, basically started raining threes down on the league. And it goes back as far as when he played at Davidson in the NCAA tournament. And uh, that's when he got everybody's, including my, attention. And uh, it's been fabulous ever since. And got to see him... Early on in the uh, Warrior Dynasty, come into the Boston Garden. I, of course, uh, live up in Boston, and he uh, put on a pregame show, the likes of which I had never seen. Easily 1,000, maybe 2,000 people there, a couple hours ahead of tip-off, myself included, just to see this magician uh, put on a show, pregame. Before the game even started, uh, we've all know what he's done since then, and we also. Uh, but what he did yesterday was otherworldly. It was just literally stepping one point, one step, you might say, inside the midcourt line, or maybe one step from the logo, and. And just firing away, and the important thing was, uh, most significantly, he and we all thought it was going in. 35, 36, 37, 38 feet, and we expected it to go in. At one point, he kind of looked at the crowd, asking if it went in. Uh, At another point, he shot it, just turned around, went the other way down the court, knowing it was going in, and it did, of course. And when he asked the crowd, of course, it went in, so... Uh, what can I say? He's changed the game of basketball, in my mind, in the past, uh, really, less than a decade. And uh, there's no one I enjoy watching more in the NBA, nor have I in the past six, six seven years, than Steph. I was an early adopter. Uh, he was on my radar as soon as uh, the Warriors started winning, and he started really turning the corner as uh, just uh, a showman, putting on a show, a magician. Uh, Anyway, other activities for the weekend included uh, the celebrity game on Friday night. Always kind of a a, a good take. Uh, I've watched it in past years with the likes of Justin Bieber and Kevin Hart, and uh, it's always been good, and uh, had the likes of Tiffany Haddish and... 
Machine Gun Kelly uh, the other night. So worth checking out. Then Saturday night, skills competition, Carl Anthony Towns, the cat, uh, was a big man three-point championship champion. He's 6'11", I believe, and uh, he won the three-point championship, which is saying something. Uh, we typically uh, assume that guard-type players like Steph Curry, who I mentioned earlier, greatest three-point shooter of all time, uh, would uh, wins, the, wins this particular competition and uh, didn't happen. It was Carl Anthony Towns, and boy, he looked really smooth doing it. Very impressive. Uh, Obi Toppin was the dunk champ, uh, plays for the Knicks, and uh, I think he came out of college in Dayton where he kind of made his name. So it's a familiar name. And uh, and the one thing with this year's dunk competition, a lot of attempts that uh, it seemed more than usual that did not result in a dunk. So, uh, but in the end, Obi Toppin, not a whole lot of drama on this one. He, he kind of uh, coasted to victory, shall we say. Uh, the one downer, by coincidence, over All-Star Weekend was the Chris Paul, uh, the spectacular player from the Phoenix Suns, was injured. And it seems like that happens to him just about every year, which is a shame because he is just uh, having a spectacular uh, career with the Suns late in his career. So good luck to Chris Paul. Hopefully he returns soon. But they're looking at six to eight weeks uh, so we shall see how that all turns out. But hopefully he's back back for the playoffs. Um, my bizarre story of the week was the punch thrown by Michigan basketball coach Jawan Howard, former player, Fab Five, uh, at, the, at a Wisconsin assistant coach yesterday afternoon after Howard had argued with the Badger head coach uh, and then an all-out all melee ensued with players and coaches. And it was really uh, some seriously bizarre uh, footage. Uh, just when you think you've you kind of seen it all, you, you haven't, because this one was uh, uh, pretty wild, given it's a name we all recognize for the most part, Jawan Howard. And... Uh, and Wisconsin had a lead, 10, 15 points late, and then a timeout was called, and Howard took offense to it, uh, and the rest uh, I just described, so we all know what happened. Um, the footage is everywhere, and uh, we'll see how it all turns out. Uh, this could get uh, pretty serious, uh, the fallout from this. Uh, there's already been statements uh Issued flying about since soon after the game yesterday afternoon. Uh, so we'll see how it all turns out. Uh, nothing would surprise me. It's a big time black eye for all involved. Uh, my low light of the week is Major League Baseball spring training being delayed at least a week. Can't help but think it's probably going to be a whole lot longer. Uh, I think they had a MLB and the Players Union met last week for 15 minutes. Uh, hardly worth taking the elevator up to the meeting room for. It seems to me just ridiculous. And uh, I'm down here in Florida, and spring training would be underway as we speak if this weren't going on with the yet again with the owners and the players. And uh, it gets pretty tiring. And of course. Now that, uh, you know, spent some time down here in the winter and around spring training, you, you get to learn what big business it is, the economic impact. And, you know, whether it's all around the ballpark, uh, certainly something to look forward to, uh, as it was, you know, I mean, we had to uh, be on the sidelines during the pandemic uh, without spring training. And now uh, we're out of it because of their greed. And it's very uh, bothersome. Meantime, you know, whether it's restaurants uh, or whatever surrounding these spring training ballparks, of which six, half a dozen easy, are right within 
easy driving distance, uh, half an hour or thereabouts from from where I'm broadcasting right now. Um, so that's, you know, just again, really bothersome. Uh, everything that's happening here is also happening in Arizona. Uh, and again, there, there's nothing quite like March in Florida. The weather is perfect. Spring training games are being played, multiple games per day. Uh, on most days, I can choose between at least two, if not three or four games. Easy day trip, under an hour, no matter what, even with traffic and stuff like that. Uh, whether it's Clearwater, Tampa, Clearwater is the Phillies, Tampa is the Yankees, of course. Uh, Blue Jays right up in Dunedin. Pittsburgh Pirates, I grew up in western Pennsylvania, so a longtime Pirate fan, right over the Sunshine Skyway down in Bradenton. And uh, on and on and on. Uh, again, they're, they're, they're just kind of uh, everywhere. So uh, we'll see how it all turns out. They've, again, made a pledge to meet every day this week. Uh, uh, we'll see how that all turns out. Hopefully they do. Um, so, yes, it will be, uh, it will be interesting to watch. Um, but again, you know, you get a whole new perspective when you're down here in Florida and you see how big a deal it is and rightfully so, uh, how big a deal spring training is here again, same in Arizona. Uh, and you just kind of live it a little bit and, uh, and it just is a dominant topic in March and a lot of people stand to lose a lot of money. And as always in these types of things, billionaires versus millionaires, uh, it's the little guy who suffers most. You know, the guy selling uh, pirate hats, if you will, on the street corner outside the ballpark in Bradenton, that type of thing. Uh, not to mention packed restaurants everywhere around the spring training parks. Um, and before I close out the first segment, just have to... Uh, reference the Olympics. The closing ceremonies were last night. Uh, as Olympics go, somewhat underwhelming. It was fun to see, you know, certain things such as uh, Nathan Chen. Um, and really, like the mountain range in China, which, you know, some of the scenery in China, specifically the mountain range. You know, it, uh, how they introduced it on many nights to the music at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, it looked like the Alps or the Rockies. And yet I didn't even know what the name of the range was. <laughs> I guess it's about 100 miles from Beijing. But, uh, you know, so I found that really uh, fun to see because, you know, we just don't get a peek behind the curtain uh, into China too often. And so I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I'm sure you all know by now it was perhaps the lowest rated Olympics ever. Uh, we will see when they get maybe some final numbers, which are probably already starting to surface. But those were the early reads and numbers. And, uh, and I'm guessing that held. There were a couple kind of marquee events. Uh, could have been better if the, for instance, USA had made it to the finals. Uh, USA men's hockey team had made it, that type of thing. Um, but nonetheless, it's the Olympics. We, uh, the winter, every four years, summer, coming up next in Paris, uh, which should be fun. Um it's the Olympics and it's just kind of like elevator music. You just have a, I'll speak for myself. I have it on a lot in the background. And then when there's a really significant event, obviously I tune in, pay attention. And, uh, yeah, but you know, the, the, the problem is quite obviously, uh, you know, the results for most things, you know, like many of you, I get news flashes on my watch or my phone throughout the day, every day, and it includes Olympic results, and then that just, uh, the, so I know at whatever time, mid-morning, mid-afternoon, and then it's just obvious uh, 
So why, you know, so unless it's something I'm really interested in, I, I don't know that I'm going to go out of my way to tune in at night to watch something where I already know the results. So now, let's take our break. And next up is our call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen to the Desert Ranch Podcast to hear what connects us to the producers that are keeping us from being naked, hungry, and thirsty. Get a look into the lives of those who live differently from the comforts of a 9-to-5 lifestyle to care for land and livestock. The Desert Ranch Podcast with Vanessa Rohr on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, John, I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on the show. Our pleasure, as always, and glad to hear you're back, uh, back home in Alabama, in uh, safe and sound, following your uh, sojourn out to L.A. for Super Bowl week and your great reporting on all of that last week. Uh, so, AP, with Super Bowl kind of, you know, behind us by, you know, eight days or so, uh, College basketball is starting to creep into the consciousness. Uh, of course, yeah. speaking of well, the looming of March Madness, which uh, the whole country loves, obviously. And uh, but yeah, but it's already getting underway. AP with some fascinating, you know, things going on, and you just have to start with this. Michigan, Wisconsin. I talked about it in the first segment. Uh, Juwan Howard punched a Wisconsin assistant coach as visible as anything can be on television. And, uh, and it's a wow. Uh, there's, I, I think there could be serious fallout uh, statements back and forth, but there's no question who, who's at fault here. And it's Juwan Howard. So I'm sure you saw it. I'd love to get your thoughts on it. John, the first thing I thought about when people were mentioning the fact that Juwan Howard should be fired was, you recall when John Calipari was at the University of Massachusetts and John Cheney was at Temple, 
and they played a very intense game, and yes. John Calipari was in the press room, and all of a sudden, uh, John Cheney came through the door, and he was threatening John Calipari, and then the two went at each other. People got in the middle, so they never got to that point. They were separated them, and cooler heads prevailed, but imagine today if that happened, what people would be saying about John Cheney. And people don't know this, but do you realize that John Calipari and John Cheney got together after that incident uh, over time, and they would do charities together. And they'd be right. good friends. AP, I remember it well because, uh, you, you know, growing up in Pennsylvania and uh, and having a family member who went to Temple, I followed Temple very closely where John Cheney was the coach and uh, the, their, their all-time coach, to say the least. And, of course, John Calipari, who's also from Pennsylvania, went to Clarion State <laughs> before he got underway yes. with his coaching career. And then UMass right. to boot. Right. I was in Massachusetts yeah. with, with the Marcus Canby UMass Final Four team. Uh, so, no, you, you know, right. I follow, that, that's just such a great analogy, AP. Uh, that, that's why well, we love having you on. You have a, a terrific recall. And that is such a good example. I mean, that was that was some pretty vicious stuff, uh, to say the least. Oh my and, goodness! Yeah, I, yeah. The, the the phrasing and and the the statements that were made in, in the heat of that moment. Oh my gosh! Yes. Beyond, it, it was personal. Uh, what happened it, yesterday? I think. Yeah, yeah. That that was personal, as they say, not business. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Janie yeah. Calipari. Right. There was no. So, so, yeah, there was no slap between the coaches, but um, the words were as strong as I've ever heard between two coaches uh, live in, in the moment. Exactly, live and uh, and caught on tape, as they like to say. Um, right, had, had the tape on it, yeah. Yeah, it's all about the video, AP. We, uh, If we've learned nothing else, <laughs> we've learned that in recent years. <laughs> um, AP... Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's just, what's that? I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely, John. It's all about the video these days, as we know. And I think that, John, sometimes people are so interested in making a quick decision or comment that they don't have any historical perspective. And no, I'm not saying that every time you can reach back and use that as an example, maybe they made a mistake back then. Something should have been done differently. But Correct. I think that Juwan Howard, and he does have a history of getting into it with coaches, and if, you, if, you, if you're on that sideline long enough, you probably will if right. you have a personality that gravitates towards a quick temper. And, and he, I don't think Juwan Howard is that different from many coaches. But in this idea that someone called the timeout and I have to get mad, and then I'm, I'm the, the – grown up on the sideline per se and then I end up with an altercation physical altercation and then your team follows suit and then you're congratulating them because we want to stick together uh, it, it doesn't make any sense to me because you coach your team you call timeout when you desire and the other coach he gets to call timeout when he desires and you live with the result uh, I mean this idea that you know, he was trying to call a timeout because he had a couple walk-ons on the sideline. And if you call the timeout, you get the reset on the 10-second clock to go Correct. over half court. Now, those players deserve to be coached to the fullest as well. And we all know that somebody like Nick Saban, he's, he could be ahead about 30 points, but if his team goes offside, the reserves with, with a minute left, he's, he's uh, just as excited as if it's in the middle of the ball game when the score is in jeopardy. So, Juwan Howard, I didn't, I don't follow that logic at all. And then he said the guy put his hand. Yeah, the person in some type of communication, your close quarters. It's not the first time someone put his hand on him to make a make a point. You know, in other words, slow down. Just wait a minute. I'll explain the the reasoning. And then right away he started with the finger pointing in the chest. I'm not saying the other coach was totally correct, but I think Juwan Howard he has a problem that. You know, when Jimmy Johnson was ahead by, by 50 points, they'd always ask him, well, Jimmy, you're throwing the ball in the fourth quarter. He goes, well, yeah, I'm coaching my team. It's up to him to play defense. 
Steve Spurrier was the same way. And you can't have a fight with the coach because your team's getting whipped. I mean, that's competition. So, and I think Juwan Howard should be suspended. Um, the, The other coach, possibly, possibly, I don't know. They'll have to look into that further to examine what they feel was, it was inappropriate action on his part as well. But Juwan Howard, I would say, that's like two strike, you know, two times now that you've had some altercations with coaches on the sideline. And if you're Michigan and want to tolerate it, that's fine. But you'll have to make that decision. Ward Manuel, we know Ward, you know, athletic director, University of I, Michigan, played at Michigan from Brother Martin High School. I think he's from Brother Martin, Martin High School in New Orleans, actually. Down the defensive, uh, he played on the defensive line for Michigan, yeah. And Ward was formerly at University of Connecticut as well. So he'll have to make that determination. And I think he came out yesterday with a strong statement he against did. that type of behavior. I like the statement, and I know uh, how familiar you are with Ward Manuel. And, uh, you know, let's not forget, you know, Juwan Howard is he's Michigan royalty. He's a member of the Fab Five. Need I say more? Yeah, uh, you know, and that's going to play a role. Right. And you know, bringing him back, and he was very successful. You know, so far uh, in his short coaching yeah, yeah. career at Michigan. Um, right. But again, he's Michigan royalty, so that's you know that's worth noting. I feel um, just saying, you know, he's been around. Uh, the Michigan program, even if he wasn't actively working there, he was, you know, again, royalty from the Fab Five days, uh, going back decades. So, uh, yeah, yes, it's going to be fascinating and, to watch. And, and John, oh yeah, John, it sure will be. And John, one more point: you've heard some comments where well, let's get rid of the handshake line. I'm thinking because we have a few people with bad behavior. The rest of us have to just abandon something that's become part of college, specifically college athletics. Even the pros right. in football, the two coaches shake hands, even if they can't stand each other. That's right. what we've seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, so. you should, can, can, you, can you be civil for, you know, what, what amounts to a couple seconds? Can you, can you do that? Right. Is, Nobody is that, knows that. Other that than me, AP. Is a, we, we, yeah. If, between you and I, with you know, watching and covering Nick Saban and his how his handshakes are dissected, and Bill Belichick how his handshakes are dissected, uh, you could write a book yes. on those two. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, the handshake—it's part of Americana. It goes right down to you know, it's just like the national anthem before the game. It, it's just sportsmanship. Period. Just that simple. Nothing, you know, nothing more, nothing less. So, um, right, right. I, I think you, you, this idea that we're going to move away from civility instead of gravitating towards it, I, I, I just find I find it outrageous. Really, that I you're, know. you're going to surrender. You're going to yeah. surrender to the bad behavior. Yeah, there you go, I, AP. I, I don't. Well care. said. No, well said. Uh, well. It'll be interesting to see what happen what happens there. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think there will be punishment, whatever form forthcoming. But for a- AP, for the moment now, we have reached, believe it or not, the end of our first segment together. We still have a lot to get to uh, on the other side, so don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Join hosts Navanav Nav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint. Dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., uh, great first segment with you in the previous segment, and uh, talked a lot of, of course, college basketball and the uh, the fight uh, with Michigan and Wisconsin, Juwan Howard right in the center of it, the coach of Michigan. But AP, during our conversation, as we talked about uh, how different coaches approach different things, was uh, you referenced, of course, Steve Spurrier, the old ball coach, and it made me think that uh, we should talk, start off the segment talking uh, about the Gators, but not football, basketball, because they beat Auburn over the weekend, the number two team in the country, if I'm not mistaken. I'm here in Florida. Massive coverage of that. That was a big deal win. And uh, and the Gators, they have a you know, they have they, they have a, a great program from their back-to-back national championships back in the day. So yes, I want to get your views on that because you have been. Uh, following Auburn closely this entire season. Yeah, John, that was quite a surprise. You know, Florida's a team with 10 losses, six and seven in the conference at the time. And I believe I heard that that was the biggest win uh, to beat the number two team down in Gainesville of all time. That's what I heard. I'm not sure if that's true. But really? um, they held Auburn. Who, yeah, I think that I heard. I heard. But they've, they've held Auburn to a team that averages 80 points to 62 points. But they did a great job defensively, and that's the reason for their victory. And, you know, Auburn has probably the number one pick in the draft or the top two or three, Jabari Smith, 6'10", um, 6'11", forward, yes. very versatile. Shootout side, the three-pointer. You know, very, an outstanding player. I really like his game, and he, you know he's going to get bigger and strong. He's only a freshman true freshman, so he's a you know, one-year player at Auburn uh, to try to get them to the Final Four, of course, in New Orleans. But, yeah, Florida, they, they needed that win, of course, and uh, uh, that was a surprising victory. Only the second one in the conference for Auburn. They lost to Arkansas and now Florida. So they're 24-3, and and Florida is now 17-10, and 7-7 and in the conference. Well, AP, it was interesting where, you know, as I said at the beginning of this segment, big, big deal down here, big news. But one particular local news station I was watching, uh, when the game ended, the Gator crowd 
uh, rushed the floor, or at least to some degree. And it was interesting to hear the announcer saying, like, you rushed the floor for beating Auburn, the number two team in the country. They said, uh, you know, don't forget where you came from. And if you do, all you have to do is look at those back-to-back national titles hanging in the rafters. And uh, it was just the way he said it, Amy, right. it was like a bit of a wow. Like, it was a wisecrack, needless yes, to say. Yes. But the way he said it was like, yeah. you know, oh, really? Yeah. You rushed the floor after beating number two Auburn in Gainesville. And uh, <laughs> so that just got my attention. It just did. Um, maybe I yeah. needed a reminder of their back-to-back national championships. With, uh, <laughs> you yes, know, with Billy Dunn and Lynn Court. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's how it was it viewed is, down it here. Was, the, it was, yeah, it was ahead, kind of strange that they rushed the court. It was. Uh, me too. Uh, you know, this – court storming thing uh, I've talked about it. I, I was I witnessed a court storming um, up close and personal uh, when Boston College beat Duke in the Conti Forum on the BC campus and uh, I don't know what to say it's kind of scary I'm sure you witnessed them too probably been in the middle of them I wasn't in the middle of it but it was really really close um, and it, it was yes. it was a wow um and certainly we we've you know we see a lot we see you know whatever half a dozen a month i think is a safe safe statement yeah john uh i've been in the middle of football but not not a basketball one. Oh, but, okay uh, i was in a basketball yeah maybe that that'll was, happen yeah i've I, I not I, been in a basketball one i think a basketball one those don't happen too often right yes i I, I, yeah. I think a basketball one is a little scarier um, in that right. it's just more confined for obvious reasons. Uh, I've yeah. been in football ones too. And uh, again, that's my opinion, but uh, I, I'm sure your day day is coming at some point, AP. Uh, <laughs> they seem to be going on more and more these days. Um so yeah, it's uh, so here we go, AP. You know, it's always sort of the natural transition, um, and frankly, in a post, and hopefully, what is a post-COVID era. Um, you know, we miss these kind of things, and again, I've you know, there's always sort of a you know a Super Bowl uh, depression in the in the days following the game. Uh, and then it just picks right back up as college basketball, uh, particularly comes right into focus. Uh, and you know, the drum starts to beat for March madness. And so this year has that sense of normalcy where it hasn't existed the past couple of years because of COVID. So I'm loving that actually. Yes. Yeah. That, that, uh, it's already, of February, getting close to the end, and March Madness is right around the corner. Yep. And John, college athletics with that transfer portal—it's fluid. Every program in football and basketball and all the other sports—you can really have a total transformation the next season if you if you have success in the, with with your recruiting and the transfer portal. Absolutely, AP, you know, at all levels, too, you know, I mean, you know, you need look, obviously college, uh, you know, basketball and football specifically, I mean, everybody is now more relevant than they might have been, because a change can occur quickly. But what bigger change could you have than the Cincinnati Bengals appearing in the Super Bowl this past year and coming within a whisker (laughs) of winning it? Two years after having two wins, but it's all about they got Joe Burrow. Period. Um, yeah, th- doesn't often often happen quite like that, but it shows you that it can happen just like that. So, um, but in college, yeah. yes, crazy with the transfer yeah. oh, portal. Oh yeah, oh yeah, John. You get the right leadership. It's one person. Uh, you get the right quarterback. It's the same football. It gives you a chance, and then you play a little bit of defense, and your special mm-hmm. teams is exceptional uh, with Cincinnati and their field goal kicker. What was it, 15 for 15 in the playoffs, something like that. And, John, was that was that the biggest yes. turnaround ever, a two-win team going to the Super Bowl? Probably it had to be. 
It is. A couple years it, later, it has to be, it, right? It, as yeah. far as I know, it, it seems like they were beating that drum pretty loudly, you know, leading yeah. up to the game and during the game and, and immediately after the game. Um, that, yeah, it was the biggest turnaround ever, and they came, as we know, oh, so close to winning it, which would have been uh, an epic achievement, um, to, to say the least. But, yeah, you know, I, I like it. I mean, I... I'm a big believer in like, you know, everything from NIL to transfer portal. I mean, I mean, this is America. These students who are performing in front of and create helping to create so much revenue for so many people uh, deserve to share in it, whether it's by going wherever it is they want to go or now names, image and likeness NIL. So, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I think the world is finally Collegiate sports has finally arrived at a place it should have been for a while, but now we're here. So that's a good thing in my mind. Yeah. John, I, I think uh, on that point, uh, if I can make it before we go to the break. Of course. Recruiting now has changed because all these boosters who wanted to pay players uh, under the table, now you can just get a business going and say, I want to support um, – such and such a team, I'm going to pay this amount of money. It's all legal because I have a business. We're having an NIL. We're getting that approved by the school. The school is not involved, but I can still support my team by playing, paying all these, paying specific players that I choose. Right. So, so totally I think it's, it's funny to, 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 watch, to watch all this happen and evolve. For, for years, you couldn't give somebody a dime, and now you can give them a million. Oh, right. No. And if, you know, you, I mean, it's ridiculous looking back now, you know, that, you know, for buying a recruit's parents a hot dog, as an example, you, you know, you could lose a year of eligibility, which again, may or may not be an extreme example, but it was all just silly. <laughs> and now it seems hopefully to be behind us for the most part and just needs to uh, unfold. Yeah. Uh, but AP, we yeah, are yeah, here. Yeah, John. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, John, we'll talk about it. I was going to say, John, if, in this day and age, uh, now you could pay a player anything you want and being a booster that has a business. I mean, it makes all these NCAA investigators. If you get caught now for cheating, John, you, you <laughs> must be a damn fool. Yeah. <laughs> or, or a serial cheater, um, to say the least. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, AP, I'm glad we talked about this because you and I have talked about it for a long, long time. But now it's a reality. It's We're really seeing the landscape taking shape. So why don't we talk about that uh, right after the end of our final break coming right up. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the Tampa Bay Lightning traveling to Nashville to face the Predators outside Saturday night in the Titans Stadium. It's one of the coolest things, in my mind, in all of sports. Uh, since going on for the last number of years where the uh, NHL, uh, typically on New Year's Day, but now it's expanded beyond, has uh, teams playing outside in football stadiums. It's great theater, and everybody down here in Tampa Bay is looking forward to watching that game. Uh, They're having watch parties and everything at Amelie Arena, the home arena of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And AP, just... Rejoining back with you, we uh, it's good to see a football stadium being put to uses other than football and concerts, hockey's, for instance, hockey. Oh yeah, I think it's a great idea. It's yeah. a novel idea, and it attracts more fans. That sure get some people on the fringe that would like to attend that event. Absolutely. Yeah, people here in Tampa are excited, and I'm sure many are going, and they're looking forward to. It. And again, watch party at Amelie Arena. Uh, that I'm hoping to attend um, this Saturday night, 7.30 Eastern. Uh, so it should be fun from uh, the stadium in Nashville where the Titans play. But, AP, we were talking previous segment uh, a little bit about NIL and uh, transfer portal and college sports in general, as we often do together. Uh, but there was some news coming out of uh, Tuscaloosa this week, right? Yeah, John, there was. The uh, Alabama's head coach, Nick Saban, was at an Alabama high school coaches associated meeting, and he was discussing the reasons why they lost the national championship game to Georgia after defeating them at the SEC championship game a few weeks earlier in Atlanta, Atlanta by double digits. And he was saying how, you know, they, they lost their two cornerbacks, so they have some young people there, which is fine. You have to, you know, nobody can use uh, injuries as an excuse. And then he lost... Uh, Meshi, uh, before the game, uh, it was in the SEC championship game. And then Jamison Williams, he lost early in the second quarter, the other star receiver. So we had to put in some young receivers. So he went on to tell the, the high school coaches that our issue was the fact that we didn't have their two cornerbacks, you know, replacements there. And then we had some wide receivers. He didn't call them out by name, but he said we had people that, we're complaining about the number of reps they received during the season, maybe the number of catches they were uh, ha- having an opportunity to make. And instead of preparing and grinding through the practices and the, the preparation, that they didn't, when they were thrust into the position to perform, they failed. And so he wanted to make that point. But I, I think, John, that's really an, an indictment of your coaching staff and yourself, if you look at it. And examine it. A lot of people were emphasizing that the Georgia folks were mad as Nick Saban was complaining, making excuses why they lost. But um, I'm reminded of the story of Bill Parcells, a young football coach at Vanderbilt on the staff coaching the defense. I think it was the linebackers and the head coach said to him about a certain player 
well, why isn't he carrying out the assignment? And Bill Parcells replied, I told him three times exactly what he needs to do uh, during this situation. And the head coach said, well, apparently you didn't tell him enough because he, he wasn't performing. I mean, so that's the lesson that I learned by listening to that story. So it's your responsibility as the head coach, the position coach, to get your players ready to, ready to perform. And you're, Nick Saban essentially saying, I had these players all season, and a few of them, I couldn't get them ready to, to play. You know, wow. that, that's a self-criticism of him and his staff. That's the way I viewed it. Yeah, and that is a fascinating statement. In uh, AP, it reminds me of his good buddy, Bill Belichick, in the 2009 season. I remember because it, it was maybe the, among the most disappointing of Belichick's career at the Patriots, uh, where they caught him on uh, on the sideline when they were getting absolutely blown out. By, I believe the New Orleans Saints might have been the Kansas City Chiefs. It's easy to remember. There's only been a couple right. blowouts. But Belichick said, no matter what I his exact quote was something to the effect of, you know, no matter what I do, I just can't get these guys to play for me. And I'm sure you're probably familiar with that quote, too. Um, right. Famous. So it sounds like, yeah. uh, you, you know, again, if nothing, Belichick and Saban are realists. They really are. <laughs> yes, yes, and it, it was extraordinary to me that here you are, Nick Saban, um, seen as the best coach of this era, right? And you're having trouble getting through to these freshmen, and they come from all over the country uh, to play for Alabama, so they can have a chance at the NFL. Sure, and you, you can't get them to practice properly. And so, if you, so, you're all year long. You're you're trying to uh, convince them, and then you're at a coaches' convention, and you're you're calling people out. I mean, that's like a last resort situation. It looks right, like I to Emphasize that to these young guys who are still on campus, and during the season they were complaining on Twitter. You can ch- check the record on that about not playing and uh, having an opportunity. And uh, Saban has to go to drastic measures call them out in, in, in a meeting where they're not even present. Right. Right. No, it's uh, it's all out there in this day and age. That's for sure, AP. And I just wanted to thank you again for calling in and offering your expertise. This was a fun one, fun show. Starting to get into some other things that, uh, you know, we've been wanting to get into for a while. So appreciate you calling in as always. Hey, John, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show. And thank you again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend. And we'll talk sports again next week.